0: welcome back to the next episode of the podcast episode three i am here with my co-host nick clark what it do and we have a special guest this episode jordan richards what it do you would you mind introducing yourself to to the listeners yeah uh i'm jordan richards um i am
1: in the bfa acting program here at fsu and i currently play the masters of celebrations
0: in chicago interesting it was you had a very good performance oh my god well thank you all so I much you, <laughs> you it was, you were the the only reason i knew what was going on because it was like a transition into each thing and without the master of ceremonies it's very confusing show yeah oh the, the show makes no sense without me no
1: i i completely <laughs> put it all together i'm being sarcastic the show would work <laughs> entirely without me as well
2: but it is fun being there still What did you do to keep yourself uh, entertained, I guess, on stage during all these numbers? (laughs) Uh, On stage, I I
1: tried to make it through my eyes, everything. Um, So I tried to have my own (laughs) story arc, even though all I'm doing is, like, presenting stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, oh, he's the master of celebrations. He's actually controlling everything. And... um, I don't know, should I say what happens in Chicago? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, so then Roxy kills uh, Fred Casely with that, so that's right in the beginning. Um, and Velma actually killed her sister, so, which were like the two person act that I had as the main thing in my vaudeville show. Uh, and I kind of view the Master Celebrations as like the ringleader of the vaudeville show. Um, and so that he's kind of omnipotent and that he knows that the sister is dead and that he needs a new act and so i'm like oh i'm gonna control exactly what happens and that roxy kills uh fred casely billy flynn's gonna come in and get her off but she's not gonna be satisfied and then she's gonna join my show and she's gonna be my new act um so that's kind of what's going on through my head every time that i'm on stage
0: that or i'm just thinking about my next line and totally checked out your your role almost sounds like a similar role to the narrator in, in the, into the woods Yeah, Uh, he he controls it but also the story kind of like controls him sort of yeah and also he's like so
1: self contained he's not really like in the action as much
0: he's very much there to help the audience guide
2: through the show Yeah. so is Chicago essentially a vaudeville show and you're presenting it to the audience or is this your life happening and you're kind of like a god like character I'm a god in real life (laughs) 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 that's not true
1: um (laughs) uh it's uh, vaudeville very much in the sense that that's how Chris has directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was doing he did so much research for what the traditional vaudeville show looked like. Even so, down to the curtain call, we do like this bounce with the with the curtain,
2: oh, uh, yeah.
0: which
1: is so funny because that's like a, an old tradition in vaudeville and no audience has understood that so far. So it's always like this really awkward moment when the, the curtain comes all the way down and then they're like, oh, okay, it's time to leave. And then it comes up one more time for a third uh, bow. Um, and we can see them leaving. We're like, oh, we're sorry, but we need a bow again. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for vaudeville. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think it is very vaudeville, but also there is some really nice moments that people in the cast have found of like, Real truthfulness, which is not something that's very present in mm-hmm. vaudeville traditionally. Um, so I think it's a nice balance between the two. Yeah,
2: I love the choice to make the the set open, where you, we can see backstage. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. That was my favorite, uh, most exciting part about it. You can see mm-hmm. like all the lights and the ladders and stuff, and there's like costume racks on stage and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, scaffolding. Like you can see
2: all the bells and whistles. Nothing's trying to be hidden. Yeah, like, really, which is cool. Yeah, I also appreciated the. Um, well, it kind of reminded me of Phantom of the Opera in that there were some scenes where it was happening on stage in this performance and then there were some scenes that like we were kind of a fly on the wall watching what happened backstage.
1: Yeah, that's actually really true. There's a lot that you're just supposed to watch and then there's um, some that we're almost interacting with the audience with, which yeah. is cool. I didn't think about that before.
0: That is That is a really interesting point. To, to make nice Nick, nice job. Thank you I applaud you. <laughs> That's two cups of coffee. <laughs> so I think the, like the biggest question I have is like I know working on the first show of the year, it's like strange that it's always like the biggest for some reason. Yeah. so, so what is the prep like for that? because you have what like two months, a little less than that to get a full show off <sighs> yeah, the ground well, when and I got running. the
1: call. I just started eating uh, or drinking kale smoothies and doing four hours of push-ups every day. Um, to prepare myself physically and mentally. Um, is, the, is the sarcasm reading? Oh, not at all. <laughs> um, no, it, we were just all very stressed at the beginning. <laughs> is the, well, the truth of the matter. Um, um, we got there, and Chris was like, "Okay, we have six weeks to put on the biggest musical of the season." In the Heights will probably be a little bit bigger, but this is also a pretty <laughs> huge musical. I'd say they're both up they're there. They're about almost, the same size, yeah. yeah. They're also very different shows. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but so he was like, all right, we don't have any time to, to mess around. Let's just get right into it. And we started with music. We got through music in like two days, and then we just hit the, the ground running with uh, blocking and choreography and everything, and we never backtracked. We really just kept pushing forward as much as we could, um, which was fun you know but it's also a little bit anxiety inducing Mm -hmm. you know um i think to a certain degree you lose a little bit of that fun lightheartedness that comes into a rehearsal room when something is that stressed but also chris did his best to keep everything very our own you know He, he tried to give us as much authorship and as much ownership as he could um, which is hard to do in such a short rehearsal period but I do commend him he did a good job especially with my part I felt like I could do pretty much whatever <laughs> and I did do pretty much whatever um, I kept adding are we allowed to curse? yes okay great I kept adding shit like literally to the last minute um, I there's a there's a great moment at the very end where Weston is off stage in the bomb and he throws my hat onto me oh yeah um, nice catch by the way thank you <laughs> <laughs> last night you should have seen last night's it was so- sick i it got thrown and i just caught it with both ends and like pulled it right here hey. it was really cool. nice um but and i added that like two days before we opened and i was like Wes, just do this like he's gonna cut it there's no way that he's gonna keep it but i want to try it and then uh we threw it and i caught it and we go to chris and i was like hey did you like the hat throw he's like yeah keep it i was like oh shoot <laughs> I'll <get a> <laughs> i have to do so. that every night <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just try to throw as much stupid stuff as I can and see whatever mm-hmm. he likes. <laughs> this one.
0: So, theater night. Theater night's always a big, a big event uh, for those. That was of my first theater night.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Because we didn't have one for, uh, I was in Wild Blue Park last year for mm-hmm. one of the New Horizons pieces and they don't mm-hmm. have theater nights for those.
0: How, how is the performance different? Because I know the, like, the environment for at least us as, like, the audience members is it's a completely different show because you have the audience very much active and cheering for, yeah. for their friends on stage, stuff like that. Uh, so how is it as a performer like from the difference between like maybe previews uh, like Wednesday night to theater night Thursday? Oh, okay. Well, Wednesday sucked.
1: <laughs> the audience, awful. They were so, so dead quiet. And I forgive them. I mean, it was a preview and we weren't on our game either. Um, but it was just very disheartening.
0: <laughs> it was, I, I was there Wednesday night. Oh, i No, I agree with you. The audience, <sighs> okay, from, from like the chatter I was hearing around, it was, there were a few classes that like teachers bought tickets so their students could come see it or something. Oh, that's that, nice actually. Yeah, it was It was for some course, I want to say maybe English or something. But, oh, uh, no, they weren't enthusiastic about no, it. No, <laughs> no, they weren't enthusiastic at all. And it felt it felt weird, but it also allowed me as an audience member to like actually get the whole story and like see the show for what it was that's good and not like all the cheering because theater nights are great but I don't like them for the reason that you can't really hear the actors, and there's a lot of... You can't of hear, like, the most impressive notes. No, exactly. I Just know. because people are cheering all the time and clapping, which is good, but mm-hmm. I feel like it takes away from the show.
1: It does. I know. I, I, there's the, the longstanding idea that Theater Night is kind of uh, not really for the show. It's more for the audience to make them about themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, you know, is completely natural for a theater kid <laughs> audience to do. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'm not really viewing it as we're doing the show for ourselves at that point. It's really a full communication with the audience, and really like we're gonna do our fun thing, but you guys also have fun, and we'll we'll dig off of your fun, and then you can dig off of our fun. Um, so yeah, I mean that's to be expected for sure. If you get any, if you get more than three theater kids in a room, it's gonna get rowdy, which we have three right here. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but. Theater night was a fun, fun performance because it was so cool. I opened the show and I just walked out um, and then bam, like a bunch of applause. And I was like, oh my God, that was really cool. All I did was walk out on stage oh, yeah. um, and uh, I looked at them. I have a moment where I look at them right in the beginning and I hear a couple, ooh! from the audience, like right when I looked at them, I was like, all right guys, calm down. <laughs> we got the whole rest of the show to do. Oh yeah. Um, and there was this great moment when I introduced <laughs> when I introduced the cell block tango. Mm-hmm. Um, my line is something like uh, and now the six Mary murders of the Cook County Jail and their rendition of the Cell Block Tango and I, I come out and I go, and now the six and they're like ah! Ah! and they're all like freaking out and I say the rest of the, the first part of the line and then um, I, I wait for them I'm just staring at them for a while until they calm down it's like a solid 20 seconds or so um, and then they're done and I'm like it's a sublock
0: tango guys enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up but it is very fun mm. yeah that's good uh, it's man I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really experienced like a full theater as like a Performance because I do the backstage side, but mm-hmm. seeing it from like technical aspect, it's like you have to like wait for the audience, which is good, but yeah, so also, also which bad is only I... hard with the music, but everything else yeah. I enjoy really
2: about it. Now, when you were practicing, did you guys keep audience reactions in mind, or was it kind of a first? <laughs> I never thought of that actually. First time.
1: Uh, you you probably noticed this moment. We tried to, um, especially was, once What's with Ramon, right? Or so, it was something. Oh, there was once with Ramon. Do you remember Wednesday night? Um, it was in the first act? It was, yeah, when he first comes on. And yes. He's like, is everybody here? Yes. And he does this, and that he's animated. like, come on, guys. And the but Wednesday there were, audience did nothing. Side. Not oh, a single no. thing. No. Is everybody ready? Yeah. All right, hit it, Tom. Like, <laughs> there's literally nobody said a single thing. Um... And then there was a uh, funny honey which was lonnie's first song mm-hmm. wednesday night we always howled a little bit because like they're gonna applaud that song it's a great song um and then she walks right into a scene and she she throws down the bow and she sings like that last crazy note and she just stands there nothing the audience dead silent and she's like wow all right <laughs> Time for the scene, <laughs> and it was just so uncomfortable because I was on stage watching it. I was like, "Wow, you
0: guys are terrible." You yeah, are that assholes. that audience was one of <laughs> it was like the second worst I think for just the audience as a, as a whole. The first worst yeah. was I saw Cad Hat uh, our freshman year, uh, and there was an old person sitting next to me. We were like being like, "Why the fuck did we come to see this show?" It's so, it's so, <laughs> so shit, and I'm like why it's a kids show it's not supposed to be like some yeah. extravagant huge gonna thing. be like some great
1: art from Ex- the, cat in the hat. it's
0: made for, it's made for kids yeah like there were kids that came to see the show it's made for them it's not for it's not for you guys it's made for the kids
1: yeah in fact i'm drawing a line in the sand right now if you came to the wednesday night audience uh you're dead to me
0: Ugh. i didn't mean it i well, didn't mean it thank I don't. you for your time I'm on the podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, the show as a whole was really good thank you it's fun yeah. are there any members of the cast that you would like to uh, you know specifically call out? <laughs> just like drag on like Lonnie any... yeah Lonnie's ridiculous
1: Lonnie's so freaking good it's insane she's gonna be on Broadway like immediately probably I, I don't know <laughs> um, she's gonna pull Cat McCrimmon and she's just gonna go to Broadway and not finish her last year um Lonnie's ridiculous. Uh, Liliana's insanely talented. Uh, Ramon, come on! <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Uh, his voice, and then everyone else is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Those three, and then nope. Those three. No, everybody in the cast is so talented. Honestly, it's no. actually, really crazy. Who played Mama? That is D.
0: Her. Or your name is D. I. I remember seeing it in the Playbill, I just, it's, I don't know. I have the Playbill on my wall. I my apartment. know the I last name, know. but
1: all that we call her is D in the cast, and yeah. she's like the nicest woman. And she she was fantastic. She blew. Me oh, she is urban. so good. So like her, was,
0: like oh, what is it? Her song, I think. Uh, was it was tell, it dope? Don't, <laughs> don't, so don't, 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 don't tell mama. Be, don't be, don't, don't tell it, mama. Be good to mama, or urban? yeah, or when you're good to mama. Yeah, that was wow. Yeah,
1: she's great. And that then, was then spectacular. In class, she sings really well, and she's just really like funny too she's got like this natural charisma on Mm. stage that it's very pleasant to watch her um but yeah she's a a local and um she's really good really
2: yeah (laughs) wow yeah she was she was outstanding i also loved uh that i forget his name i don't know his name but the juror (laughs)
1: Alberto Blanco
2: Yeah, he is hilarious love the characters All of them were so specific they were different
1: it's the funniest thing because you guys saw a theater night and remember when he's like no an audience has a right to know and he's like there nodding his head um, profusely and uh, the funniest thing is like he's so good and he's so funny that Chris every single night at notes was like Alberta, you gotta do less. You have to do less. You're you're really just pulling focus and like it's hilarious, like it's great, but like you're just stealing the moment. Um, and every time he like tried to do less, but it doesn't work because everyone's still gonna always watch him. He's still
2: so funny. Yeah. Well, um I, I thought that was really interesting because at first, yeah, he totally had my attention, but then as soon as um, Tyler and Connor come out and they start doing their yeah, action, yeah, yeah. like it just it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit, where my attention was equally drawn out because everyone was just so in it and so outstanding. Yeah,
1: and there I was upstage as the judge. I was so captivating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were in that scene. <laughs> I was, yeah. No, I was hoping you were going to bang your gavel a little more. Uh, I'll do that next time, just yeah. for
0: you. Just for me. <laughs> it's a nice performance. Watch out.
1: Um, well I do have a long running joke that I'll uh, with my other study John Brannigan that um, one night I'll just take my cane because I I have a cane and a boater every night and that one night I'll just take the cane and I'll just start beating the shit out of the audience I'll just jump (laughs) in there and just start really cracking them over the heads with the cane Um, and it's probably going to happen so be careful which night that you come to Chicago
2: well I saw the (laughs) show I'm uh you know one and done for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know I'm gonna try to come back again. Uh, I'm gonna make sometimes, it. Your diet whenever sometimes, whenever you come, perfect. <laughs> Just tell me which seat to sit in. Uh, front row, and perfect.
2: Oh no. But yeah,
0: like I, God, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun, and I know, I know. Uh, maybe next weekend. Okay. Is is where I'm gonna try to come see it. It's. I never saw the show. Like the only thing I ever knew of Chicago was Cell Block Tango and. Yeah, uh, me too. And we. Uh, we both reached for the gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, those were the only two things I knew about the show, nothing else yeah. going into it. So, it was really like a wonder to, to watch it.
1: Yeah, all I knew about it was Subloc Tango and that my mom loved it, and that's it. Which <laughs> um, she's coming to see it tonight. So oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah, Fantastic. Um, They're bringing my dog. Uh, and I also didn't watch anything uh, after you cast casting it, I didn't watch the movie or any other productions because okay. I
0: didn't want to. Like, teach your own performance? Yeah, it. not
1: even, like, apparently the MC's not a character in the current Yeah, version. I was
2: gonna say, I, really? I've only mm-hmm. seen one scene. I've only seen one. From the movie, and that's We Both Reach for the Gun. Mm-hmm. And your MC character at the beginning, it's just a shadow on the wall yeah
1: and even like huh. on Broadway
2: still I'm pretty sure that he's not a character
1: well wow. uh, I'm pretty sure like that first one the welcome ladies and gentlemen that first announcement is uh, pre-recorded and then I think everything else is actually assigned to ensemble members and that they give all of his lines um, huh. and the first day of rehearsals Chris was like hey so I took all the lines back and gave them to the MC and they're all yours now and I was like all right I mean <laughs> thank you okay, <laughs> I'll
0: do it I appreciate it yeah, I'll have fun with it you know um, anyway <laughs> I wonder why they chose to do that and take it away from, from a soul like a soul character and give, distribute it to I think what level. he wanted
1: to do was he wanted to try to make a statement with um, the show's very much about how media nowadays are the, the, the idea that Chris had for it was the whole razzle dazzle them, mm-hmm. um, and that media nowadays will purposely bombard uh, viewers and try to distract from like the real important issues, which is like I don't know Trump's Twitter versus like all the actual evil shit that he's doing. Yeah. Um, but everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, why do we let this guy have a Twitter? I'm Good like, guys, day. that's not the fucking issue. Like, <laughs> let's look at anything that he's doing um, and stop talking about how he misspelled something on Twitter. Um, Because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, Yeah, you know what, guys? I don't like Trump. I'm going to say it. I know it's a bold statement, but I just don't like him. I'm joking. It's very common to say that. Uh, But that's like the statement that Chris was trying to go for. And I think to have this idea of a ringleader character Mm -hmm. um, who's sort of watching and is sort of omniscient and omnipotent, just fixed or just
2: fitted into his metaphor a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And I think it was helpful to have that kind of common thread because there's so many characters and I think mm-hmm. having kind of a through-line would help as mm-hmm. opposed to.
1: And I'm grateful for the role, you know. <laughs> I, otherwise I wouldn't have been in it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the this, this show, like how you were describing about like very much like the, the media distracting is very... It, it's actually super mm-hmm. relevant with everything that's going on mm-hmm. in the world. So seeing that like put on stage Kind of like raise awareness to do, not just believe what you're told. Yeah. Don't believe the sort of storyline that's presented to you. You should look stuff up on your own.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, Lonnie and Liliana have like that saying or that that line at the very end. I think like during curtain call, um, which is so funny that that's actually written into the script. But it's so perfect for right now because like the whole time you're rooting like, oh, I hope that these two get off like i hope that they're they are good they're our heroes like i hope that they make it through and then at the very end they're like oh well, we just wanted to thank you so much for supporting us or whatever because this is what america is and like this is what um they're doing and then you're sitting in the audience and you're like oh fuck these people murdered somebody yeah uh and we were just rooting for them to survive wow i i spent that whole musical rooting for a killer you know yeah which is funny and you don't even realize it
2: um, yeah, I, th- I think th- that last little sp- spiel about America and all that—it was very haunting because it was so generic what they were saying. Yeah, like the fact that that those lines were written. Yeah, that like back from again, the original Chicago. Yeah, it's um, yeah,
0: it's relevant in every time period. Yeah, mm-hmm. like every location you could put that show on in any country, and it could still probably produce the same effect on the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except maybe Switzerland. Yeah, maybe,
2: maybe maybe, maybe Saudi
0: Arabia. is it's a little different, but <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> so uh, we had another topic on the uh, on the docket, which is which is music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you found any like what what music are you listening to right now? Like what what are you into? Oh, I do. You guys know who Derek huff is?
1: I the do The dancer. Know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's on World of Dance, uh, and yeah, he's also yeah, he's, ju- he's, he's Julianne Huff's brother. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly, incredibly talented, um, of a dancer, and also like I just have a huge man crush on him. I think that he's gorgeous, um, and also he dresses so sharply. Yeah, uh, and I'm so jealous. And I found this performance that he did of a song of a rendition of um, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For by U2 mm. but it's a cover by Scary Pockets Oh I do love Scary Pockets Yeah, yeah Scary Pockets is great and the, there's a cover with Derek Hough singing that song um, and that's what I've been listening to like nonstop recently that and then the new Hobo Johnson album um, The I think it's called The Fall of Hobo Johnson cause, Oh
0: he actually had an album come out?
1: Yeah he had a new one come out Oh I didn't know that I knew yeah. that he
0: had like the singles like Peach Scone mm-hmm. and uh well, Peach Gone was from the original, his first yeah, album called The Rise that of Frobo Johnson. and then it was the uh, Subaru...
1: Uh, Subaru Crosstrike is from this new yeah. album. Yeah. okay. I do love Subaru Crosstrike. That's one of my favorite ones, dude. I listen to that before I go to Chicago every night. It's
0: a really um, good song.
1: Yeah, and then there's another fantastic song, Typical Story, and uh, there's one about you and the cockroach or something, um, mm. where he's basically describing like the development of our human species. And then, so much so to the point where we developed government and religion and uh, politics and war, um, and it ends with like an uh, insinuation of Trump and uh, not Putin, who's uh, Kim Jong Un, uh, getting into like a, a nuclear war, and then the whole world ends. But then he keeps going. He's like, "What's the one thing that survives a nuclear war?" cockroaches and then he goes through the same cycle but with cockroaches and cockroaches like get really fucking smart and can understand these really big concepts and one of the concepts is that we are going to die and that's like literally one of the lines um and then he talks about how like the the cockroaches feel small and insignificant in their world and so there's like one cockroach president, and he's like a little small boy, and he's feeling really insecure about himself. So he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I've, I've got nothing to lose. I'm gonna send a, a big nuclear missile, um, and, and and he's like, I need my scientists, my top cockroach scientists, to come up with. Uh, a new missile that's gonna work because nuclear won't work and he's like okay i got it it's gonna be a big <laughs> missile president it's gonna be a big giant and then like before they say what it is like the music just goes insane and it's like this real moment moment of like dadaism and i fucking love it anyway it's really great um
0: that
2: also sounds like the
0: plot of a movie like you that, it, you can make like an indie film
1: about you that. totally could. Oh my god, speaking of which, can I derail for a second? Of course. Sure. Okay, so I just... My friend Hannah was telling me about um, this movie that she saw when she was younger. It's actually really funny. She saw it when she, uh, 2012 mm-hmm. when she thought the world was going to end. The winter solstice. Yeah. Um, is that right? Winter solstice,
0: Mayan calendar. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But is it called solstice or is it called something else? No, it's solstice. Yeah. Solstice. Yeah. Anyway, the winter solstice of two thousand twelve is like when the world was supposed to end, and she was like, you know what? This is gonna be my last moment. Like, I, I'm just gonna watch something crazy. And so she went on Netflix and she found this, this movie called <laughs>
0: Rubber. Uh, uh, do you know about this? Uh, what is it in our last uh, recording, Anderson? And Jerry talked about it, and they <laughs> talked about how bad it was of a movie with like the of uh, like the tire that actually like understands everything and like it's has bad? a consciousness or something they talked about it's seen like, it' like but it's bad apparently it's. I don't know how to, how to describe it, but it's, it's interesting. Oh yeah, she was telling me that like, she was telling me it was
1: amazing. She was telling me <laughs> that it was literally like the coolest thing she's ever seen. Well, I um, haven't seen it personally. I'm gonna put it on my watch list. Uh, yeah, too. I'm definitely putting it on my watch list. But That's she's right. like, it's a tire that can blow things up with its mind. And that people like are in the desert. I see your face, Nick. It's it sounds awesome. It's all about. It sounds like exactly what I'm into. <laughs> um, and like there's people like across the desert that are watching it with binoculars or something. And then the, the, the tire goes and like falls in love with a girl. And then the girl, <laughs> has, like I think they have sex or something. The tire and the girl. And then the they they kill the tire. Like the people blow up the tire or something. And then, like, the energy of the tire is then reincarnated into, like, a shit-ton of tricycles that come on. And I, that's all that I know about it. What? And I'm so interested to hear about it. I, I, it makes me mad that Anderson and Jerry said that it's bad. Because I, I, I'm rooting for it 100%, and I
2: still haven't seen it yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is <laughs> a, the weirdest. I'm trying to think about plot. Rubber oh, I can. i trying to think of what? like sex <laughs> sex with a tire how that works with, with a tire yeah.
0: like, I was curious I, about that too donut no um, donut no.
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah that was funny uh, anyway but the thing that you know what also I've been listening to Joker and the Thief hmm. um, by Wolfmother Never there's a, of a great great moment in that song of the guitar solo at the end and it gets so trippy and i love it but you have to like really sit through the whole thing to really appreciate it oh really yeah um i've really been getting into samsa do you know samsa sounds familiar he's the one that sings his like most famous one is um butterflies uh he's just a very like poetic rapper okay also ybm corday's newest album lost and found is great uh i listened to the Rubber Band Man a lot recently. Um, Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, but Recomposed by Max Richter, I listen to a lot as well, especially when I'm doing homework. Uh, and then Chance the Rapper is always my favorite artist, no matter what.
0: What do you think of his newest album? Because that was you so know, polarizing <laughs> to, to a lot of people. Like, I liked the, the stuff off of like Coloring Book and Nasdaq Rap and stuff like that, but this was such like a different, more like popish. It just turn didn't feel like him. a full, concept for
1: me um it just was kind of all over the place and it was so repetitive that i got mad at it (laughs) for a while but then like i i went back to it after a while and i was like you know what it's just for fun like it really is he's happy and you can't make great art when you're happy. Um, So he's just making art to dance to, uh, which I... Wait, you can't make great art when you're happy? I don't think so. I
2: don't know. (laughs) That's interesting. I like it. I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who... Jerry Seinfeld was the happiest comedian, and, I mean, Seinfeld was a great show, but it wasn't, like, very artistically significant, I would say. Wow, I'm really that's, polarizing right that's now. That's a fair point. <laughs> I feel like that Eric Andre meme where he's <laughs> like, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> I've been watching so much Eric Andre show lately,
2: too. Yeah, you got me into that. I, I know, I know. It's fucking awesome. I really enjoy Eric Andre. Have you seen the Bird Up episode? Bird Up? I don't I don't know, honestly. Okay, so there's, there's so an episode. That Have you seen,
1: like, the bit? Bird Up, though? No. Okay, so the bit of bird up is that he goes around on the street in like a green suit like a morph suit almost And he's got like just a bird like a plastic bird. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it I've
2: seen that actually Yeah, and
1: he just fucks with the audience or he just fucks with people on the street Mm -hmm. Like he's like kiss the bird like it'll be so funny. We've got a camera They'll just edit me out like you can completely ignore me But meanwhile he's like humping their leg or something or like licking their ear like it's nuts. They just do some weird shit um But then there's one episode, it's like this bit that comes on every once in a while. Mm
2: -hmm. But there's
1: this one episode, I I wanna say it's at like the end of season three, that's literally just called Bird Up. And um, he does the opening monologue and then he breaks out and he's like, what's up, you're watching Bird Up, the worst show on television. And uh, they just do Bird Up for the whole episode, but they do it like in a bit and then they come back to the show and he's like, all right, that was weird. Um, Anyway, our guest tonight is uh, Sandra Bullock and he like kicks in, he's like, and they go back to Burn Up and they go to Burn Up for so long um, and then they go back again and he's like guys seriously fucking knock it off with the Burn Up you're watching Burn Up it's crazy and then uh, finally after like that bit they come back and he's just sitting at the desk and he's like well, what's the fucking point? I mean, what am I gonna say? You're just gonna cut to bird up anyway. And then they cut, <laughs> and it's
2: bird up, and then finish off with bird up. I love it. I think Eric Andre is like the closest thing we'll ever have to like real life interdimensional <laughs> <laughs> Interdimensional <laughs> cable. Yeah, one hundred percent. I did not just, know where you were going with that. Just that love episode that. alone sounds like it could be
0: like a bit on on uh, interdimensional cable. Bird up. Yeah. 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 It was. He that would be like characters. the antis. Yeah, dude. It's Go Lord.
1: (laughs) There's this great character uh, uh, with ranch. I don't even remember what the guy's name is but he just goes around and he like offers people ranch. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) and <laughs> he does other ones where he's like, I'm trying to get a Sprite sponsorship, <laughs> and he like rollerblades around New York with with like a fake bone sticking out of his oh, yeah. knee and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like he looks very beat up, and he's like trying to get into a building. He's like, I need to talk to a Sprite representative. <laughs> and they're like, Sir, get the fuck out of here. Um, he's like, No, I just I know that he's there. Let me talk to the Sprite guy. <laughs>
2: pretty crazy <laughs> I love I love it because it's like the one moment of like actual truth in the entire series where you're, you're, they're trying to make the kids cry and he's like no I cannot do this which one is this it's like early on yeah um, first couple seasons it, you, they go around like the park and they're trying to make these kids cry by, like picking them up <laughs> or, or it's not making them cry about like, how many strangers kids can I oh yeah, yeah, yeah and he keeps making these kids cry and he's like no no fuck this, <laughs> fuck this I can't do it. I can't do it oh that's funny it's like at least they have some sense of yeah moral decency
1: There's one moment (laughs) Uh, with Flava Flav (laughs) when he comes on as a guest where you see Eric Andre be totally straight for a second and like you see him really confused as hell as to what's actually going on which is so funny because it's usually the other way around yeah Um, and Flava Flav comes on and he's saying some fucking nonsensical stuff like uh, I don't remember it's something about oh I'm making an album and you know that's what she said when I said and that's how I do and then he's just sitting there in the in the chair and Eric Andre's like, What in the goddamn hell are you talking about? <laughs>
0: it's so Looking like, like the the confused like girl with the symbols rolling around her head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they get really zany
1: guests that come on and uh, they just kinda go with it. And then there's other guests that like freak out and will yell at him and like throw shit at him. And then he usually just takes his dick out. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's perfect modern day Dadaism. and I absolutely love it for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was talking with Anderson recently, and uh, we went to go see an early showing of uh Jexy. Have you Oh. Seen, have you guys okay. seen the seen the trailers for that? The, I've the, the seen the trailers. Yeah. Movie. Have you seen that?
1: Jesse, Jexy. It's like a joke on Siri.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's like this uh, this movie where the uh, what it? like the AI in your smartphone um, goes like super intelligent mm-hmm. almost, and then starts to control this guy's life because he didn't look at the terms of service and yeah, that's what it tries to do. And we were sitting there and he's like, you know, Adam Devine is like Jordan Richards. <laughs> He's like, oh they, they do some of the same things all the time. Like, you could put him in that role in the movie and it wouldn't be any different. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Can I tell you something funny? That Why that's so accurate? I have a friend uh, who wrote for HBO. Oh. Um, and she specifically wrote for Righteous Gemstones, the new series that Adam Devine is literally in. Yeah. And she wrote uh, for the show. And then she got invited to come to New York to do a panel with... Uh, Oh, not not John Goodman who's the other one in it um, he's got the curly hair uh, doesn't matter Danny, Danny McBride Danny McBride and Adam Devine she, ha- she did a panel with Adam Devine and Danny McBride yeah. I just said that again um, where she was doing like the interview questions and then she got to meet them and I like, messaged her I was like I'm so fucking jealous how were they and she was like Adam Devine just like you you guys are so similar.
0: Yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy, like, and that's so funny that you just said that. Like wow. you, even like just sitting here, like you sound like him. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's weird. But on the topic of that movie, it was it was really good, and I would suggest seeing it uh, if you have the time. It's only it's only is ever
1: listening to this, my number is nine five four.
0: But it's it's a solid film. It's only at it only its runtime is only like an hour and a half yeah maybe maybe like an hour and 20 minutes so it's a really short film but it's super good they have uh appearance from kid Cudi in it really yeah there's a whole there's a whole bit in the movie where it's like uh they kid Cudi has like a one night show or whatever in san francisco where they are and um they go and they sneak backstage and they end up writing security which who takes them to uh to kid Cudi's like private suite and he's like are you with them or are they with you? And he's like, yeah, they're with me. And then they like, they they smoke a bunch of weed and something get Super yeah. High, and then they go to the show. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really cool, cool looking scene, but. That's funny, do you guys ever watch Workaholics? Uh, I've wanted to. I remember, I saw something about Workaholics. I can't remember what it was, but. Did, I, don't, I don't remember where it was but I remember seeing something where they were talking about the show and it sounds really interesting yeah it is a great show me and my roommates watch
1: it um, like every other night pretty much when we have time we've all been really busy lately which is so sad <laughs> I miss them
0: how often do you see your that's roommates. where I saw it they great. talked about it on Hot Ones uh, Adam Divine did a Hot Ones and I remember they, were, they mentioned Workaholics there and like how the show I started and a bunch of stuff yeah, it's, it's a great show. I think it's really funny.
1: Um, how often do I get to see him? <laughs> Not very often. It's really sad. I Like, I come home, I mean, I see Weston every night because yeah. uh, we're both in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, he said something early, uh, at one point, he was like, I'm literally in a show with Jordan and I still feel like I never get to see him. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally accurate because our schedules are just so ridiculous right now. Um, but I think we're doing an Instagram takeover together uh, soon think, for yeah. Chicago. For closing? Uh, I don't think for closing. Oh, wait, you know what? It might be for closing. Um, or it might be for our second reopening. So it might be for, like, the Wednesday before
0: closing. Gotcha. I think. Cool. I'm not sure. I should I'm figure that out. So we download Instagram just to watch that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> we're going to do a lot of bits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was this one moment where we were choreographing Razzle Dazzle. And Kate Gelibert, the choreographer, asked us, um, What tricks do you got? And I was like, Oh, well, I can do backflip, front flip, side flip, handsprings, front handsprings, whatever, blah, 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 like all of this stuff. Um, and she was like, Okay, cool, great. Uh, I'll, I'll use some of it. She didn't use any of it. <laughs> um, any of the flips wow. and stuff. But that would right. have been a
2: great thing to throw in, actually.
1: Well, I get what she was doing. She was looking for very, like, adagio, very, like, slow kind of stuff. Did I, ju- I might have just said the wrong dance term, and then I looked dumb. She was looking for slow kind of movement. She didn't want anything, like, fast that would draw the, the eye immediately. So there's actually, like, a bunch of lifts that we do which a lot of them I choreographed, which is pretty freaking cool. Nice. That Kate, like, she, like, asked me to look at those lists and stuff and to figure out um, stuff, and then she, like, put me in that number. It's also the only dance number that I'm in, um, which is quite fun. Uh, But where was I going with that? Why did I bring it up? Razzle Dazzle. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So Weston and I were, like, um... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I go to Kate. I was like, "Kate, if me and Weston work for like five minutes, we can get uh, double cartwheels. We can do like the two person cartwheels. Do so you guys know that? Like when yeah, mm-hmm. it's
0: like where you hold their hold their legs. Yeah, like, we actually do it a version of it. Yeah. yeah,
1: we actually do a version of it in the the actual razzle dazzle now, where the girls will cartwheel onto like our thighs and then we'll catch their stomachs and we'll like take three steps back. But that's only like half of it to actually do the two person cartwheel. They like go and then you go with them and then their feet come down and it's like you just go continuously. Um, So I go to Kate and I'm like Kate, if me and Weston work for like five minutes, we can probably do two person cartwheels. And she was like, "Um, okay. I mean, I don't think I would use them. So don't worry about it. And then I was like, I don't fucking care. Weston. And then we, like, went out into the lobby, and we got it, and we did it in, like, two minutes. And we're like, let's go show Kate. Like, we got so excited. Um, and we went up on stage, and we did it. Uh, we did the two-person cartwheels. And she was like, great. I'm not going to use them. <laughs> and we're like, all right. <laughs> That's fair. You told us we weren't going to
0: use them, but we wanted to show you. We were, like, proud little kids. Now we right wanted to show you all. Well. Now that you, you switched into idiots. It, I don't know. It seemed it seemed unique and like in the choice in that like I know it's supposed to be like a very Fosse esque show. Like he was one, he was the main choreographer for it, but it didn't. Feel, yeah, he also directed the original. Yeah, production. and it just didn't. I don't know. Like the choreography didn't remind me of it much, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like I've done like Fosse esque numbers, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like it. Like it would have been cool to see some of the tricks in like utilizing like spe- like special stuff like that. Like a backflip in a number would have been great. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's a very subtle approach to Fosse, yeah. this one. Yeah, it's not very, like, in-your-face, which is very much, like, what he did, like, very much, like, strange, like, articulate movements and yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's a very low-key Fosse um, in this one, which is really interesting. Um, I per- personally like it. I know that there's some members of the cast who are like, oh, I wish that there was more dancing, but I kind of like... The amount of dancing that we have and the style of dancing that we have, um, the amount of tricks that we have, I mean personally I would have liked to have done some more. But that's not what it's about, you know. And I mm-hmm. think the main focus of the show is still on um what it should be on, you know. I think there could have been more lifts, especially in Roxy. Um I think there yeah. should have been one lift. But like just the one side lift was kinda Yeah. Kind of we're just having that one. Mm-hmm. But I do also love Roxy. I think that that's like my favorite number in the whole show. Cause just cause Lonnie, ugh, Mm. she's just so freaking good. It's gonna be so good to see
0: her in *In the Heights* and like work with her on that show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be incredible. Ah, I'm so excited for that, for working with that cast.
1: It's really the
0: year of Lonnie and
1: Ramon right now. Yeah, they're really just freaking
0: killing it. I don't think there's a point in FSU's theater season for the next year and a half or whatever where they aren't gonna be showcased. Mm-hmm. Or put in some sort of spotlight because if you don't, it'd be a shame. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Which, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: So sweet. Well, what? I think that wraps up kind of nicely.
2: That does. So yeah. Guys, this
0: is a very good, very good talk. Thank you for for joining us. Of course.
2: Thank you guys yeah. for having me. This was a lot of fun. Absolute blast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Anderson couldn't make it today. Yeah. Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He yeah should, except he I mean
1: it though. I really hate Anderson.
0: He's, he, he comes all strong. <laughs> it,
1: that was a joke. I love you, buddy.
2: And also, everybody know that I love Anderson. Anderson's great. Yeah, we, we love Anderson. Jason the the podcast to Where's Anderson? Alan Where's Anderson? Alan, Anderson? Of course. Just shame him enough to get, get him back on.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's nice. But yeah.
0: Well, join us, join us next week. We'll be talking what? about what? I don't know yet. That's. It'll be a surprise.
2: Mm-hmm. That'd be um, to us. Do you have any recommendations, Jordan?
0: That's what I was just
1: thinking about. Yeah, uh, maybe like pelicans. As the bird? Yeah. Or, or are you talking bird? like New pelicans? No, like, I'm talking the bird pelicans. All right,
2: I'll do some research.
1: Yeah, can you? I would actually appreciate a full, uh, a full the anatomical study and presentation. Of okay. course. On exactly. Nick. Nick, that's Thank your,
2: you. that's your job.
0: <laughs> we'll dedicate the first ten minutes of the episode to talking about pelicans. Uh,
1: ten people? minutes not enough. Fifteen. I'm talking, like, at least an hour okay. of Pelican anatomy.
0: We'll do a, a Pelican-specific episode for you. It'll, it'll be it'll be the birds of the
1: ocean. Great. Just make it, like, a locked content thing that only I can access, so okay. it's literally just for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got it, dude. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. The Pelican Anakin was born in 1976. <laughs>
0: It just started appearing in, in the 19- 1976. Best impression of Morgan Freeman doing an HBO documentary. <laughs> <laughs> the entire episode it was born in 1976.
2: <laughs> it's not put into so existence. <laughs> Well, all uh, you, our first episode was about pigeons. Yes, <laughs> we didn't the, know the, that. The
0: first episode we talked about uh, the conspiracy theory. If you haven't heard of it, that bi- uh, pigeons are not actual birds and they are watch devices by the yep. government.
2: I have. But I, see, it, originally it was just birds. We. Remodeled the theory To make it just pigeons uh, That's why they're only In cities That's why they're so stupid
1: You're right They really are oh, Like, like, like they're, they're think about they're it They're kind of cute <laughs> But you're right They are only in cities And they can like They're, they're smog resistant yeah. Um, but Like, if you compare, like, God's peacock to mankind's God. pigeon, like, like, <laughs> it looks like a bad rendition. God's uh, beautiful Noah arc of fucking peacocks versus our handmade shitty clay pigeons. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> you know. funny. With a like, little glass camera in its eye. That's mm-hmm. that's so accurate. That's what's
0: right? going on. I, t- I know they're using it for, like, Hollywood. trying to feed for for something else.
2: Yeah. As well. You know? The Incredibles, that bird with the oh, you're right. The I forgot Games. about that. Yeah, The Hunger Games. With those
0: mocking jays. I didn't see the last two movies, so if that was in the If it was in Mockingjay Part One, Two. To, oh,
2: I, it's definitely well, in the never book. Mind. It's definitely in the book. I don't yeah. know what to talk about specifically, but like, yeah, yeah.
1: Listen, birds all around are crazy. Yeah. I mean, who is even to say they're real? Maybe has anybody ever touched a bird? I don't think so.
0: I haven't. I don't, I don't think in my my time. Well, I mean, but... like there's pet birds. No, I, I, <laughs> no,
1: I People have definitely touched birds. I, <laughs> that sounds like gross <laughs> and bestiality kind of thing. But I'm t- saying literally, like birds are tangible, so they are yes. real. Yes. Really?
0: I mean, is we that eat them every day.
2: You're right. I forgot that we eat birds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what but, asshole? Wait, wait, wait.
0: Are.
2: I'm not the guy that killed the bird. I'm not the guy that plucked the bird. You're right. I don't know. If that's
1: actually a burger. It could be the pink sludge that McDonald's uses.
2: Yeah, it could oh. be. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it could. It could be the 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 um, vegetarian version. Like I know, uh, what is it Wendy's or it's some like fast food restaurant that's pushing Burger King. Burger King Just is pushing the, the the Impossible the burger. Impossible oh, I'm Whopper. Yeah, where it's like all veggies, and I'm like, that's sounds. I've I, heard it's really good, actually. I don't know, man. If <laughs> 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 stuff like I don't that, know, I'm not it looks to risk like it. a burger. And shaped like a burger, but is it a burger? It's not. That's the whole gig. Spade is a spade. There you go. Well, tune in next time for more of, our, <laughs> more of our antics. For whatever the fuck
2: you guys are going to talk exactly. about. Exactly. Right? Thank Tell you again for
0: things. coming. We hope we can get you on again. Yeah, anytime, for This
2: was fun. For sometime soon. Sweet. No It's, problem. it's, a, it's a good therapeutic thing.
0: Yes, yeah, very much
2: so. It's, We're all stressed out. Though. It is. It's nice to sit in a room and talk and feel like
1: what you have to say is important. Because <laughs> you all. never get that feeling. No. <laughs> yeah. Especially on stage. Well. Uh, <laughs> For those listening, I, I made a sad face. <laughs> and for those watching. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't FBI put up- like taps into the microphone, like, yeah, I we saw it. I didn't put <laughs> up a camera. Did you put up a camera? I did. Ah, oh, that makes sense. There you go. You were in the room before
2: us. I was, yeah. Oh look at the bird. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Uh, you, I think this podcast should have ended like
0: five minutes ago <laughs> thank you very much guys. I'm
2: on the phone. we don't want to hang up <laughs> you guys thank said you very it. much guys
0: tune in uh, next week for, for episode four <laughs> no you sign off first <laughs>
2: well my name is Jordan my, my name, name is Jordan Nick.
0: oh sorry so who's the real well, Jordan
1: it's the same we kind okay. of have the same names so that's a no big of a deal Wait,
2: don't make it weird one of you guys <laughs> is Nick I can find something else alright All right, well. I'll be Nick alright well my name is Jordan I'm Jordan mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have
0: even, even used your last name. You could have, you could have done something. but you you know, what? three Jordans signing off <laughs> See you next week.